Chapter forty four of My Reminiscences by Ravindranath Tagore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter forty four Sharps and Flats. Sharps and Flats is a serenade from the streets in front of the dwelling of man, a plea to be allowed an entry and a place within that house of mystery. This world is sweet. I do not want to die. I wish to dwell in the ever-living life of man. This is the prayer of the individual to the universal life. When I started for my second voyage to England, I made the acquaintance on board ship of Asutosh Chaudhary. He had just taken the M.A. degree of the Calcutta University and was on his way to England to join the bar. We were together only during the few days the steamer took from Calcutta to Madras. But it became quite evident that depth of friendship does not depend upon the length of acquaintance. Within this short time, he so drew me to him by his simple natural qualities of heart that the previous lifelong gap in our acquaintance seemed always to have been filled with our friendship. When Ashu came back from England, he became one of us. Footnote. Referring to his marriage with the writer's niece Pradiba. End of footnote. He had not as yet had time or opportunity to pierce through all the barriers with which his profession is hedged in, and so become completely immersed in it. The money-bags of his clients had not yet sufficiently loosened the strings which held their gold, and Ashu was still an enthusiast in gathering honey from various gardens of literature. The spirit of literature which then saturated his being had nothing of mustiness of library morocco about it but was fragrant with the scent of unknown exotics from over the seas at his invitation i joined many a picnic amidst the springtime of those distant woodlands he had a special taste for the flavour of french literature i was then writing the poems which came to be published in the volume entitled kadi okomal sharps and flats Ashu would discern resemblances between many of my poems and old French poems he knew. According to him, the common element in all these poems was the attraction which the play of world life had for the poet, and this had found varied expressions in each and every one of them. The unfulfilled desire to enter into this larger life was the fundamental motive throughout. I will arrange and publish these poems for you, said Ashu, and accordingly that task was entrusted to him. The poem beginning, This World is Sweet, was the one he considered to be keynote of the whole series, and so he placed it at the beginning of the volume. Ashu was very possibly right. When in childhood I was confined to the house, I offered my heart in my wistful gaze to outside nature in all its variety through the openings in the parapet of our inner roof terrace in my youth the world of men in the same way exerted a powerful attraction on me to that also i was then an outsider and looked out upon it from the roadside my mind standing on the brink called out as it were with an eager waving of hands to the ferryman sailing away across the waves to the other side for life longed to start on life's journey. It is not true that my peculiarly isolated social condition 
was the bar to my plunging into the midst of the world life i see no sign that those of my countrymen who have been all their lives in the thick of society feel any more than i did the touch of its living intimacy the life of our country has its high banks and its flight of steps and on its dark waters falls the cool shade of the ancient trees while from within the leafy branches overhead the coil coves forth its ravishing old-time song but for all that is stagnant water where is its current where are the waves when does the high tide rush in from the sea did i then get from the neighbourhood on the other side of our lane an echo of the victorious pan with which the river falling and rising wave after wave cut its way through the walls of the stone to the sea no my life in its solitude was simply fretting for want of an invitation to the place where the festival of world life was being held man is overcome by a profound depression while nodding through his voluptuously lazy hours of seclusion because in this way he is deprived of full commerce with life such is the despondency from which i have always painfully struggled to get free my mind refused to respond to the cheap intoxication of the political movements of those days devoid as they seemed of all strength of national consciousness with their complete ignorance of the country their supreme indifference to real service of the motherland i was tormented by a furious impatience an intolerable dissatisfaction with myself and all around me much rather i said to myself would i be an arab bedouin while in the other parts of the world there is no end to the movement and clamour of the revelry of free life we like the beggar maid stand outside and longingly look on when have we had the wherewithal to deck ourselves for the occasion and go and join in it only in a country where the spirit of separation reigns supreme and innumerable petty barriers divide one from another need this longing to realize the larger life of the world in one's own remain unsatisfied i strained with the same earning towards the world of men in my youth as i did in my childhood towards outside nature from within the chalk ring drawn around me by the servants how rare how unattainable how far away it seemed and yet if we cannot get into touch with it if from it no breeze can blow no current come if no road be there for the free goings and comings of travellers then the dead things that accumulate around us never get removed but continue to be heaped up till they smother all life during the rains there are only dark clouds and showers and in the autumn there is the play of light and shade in the sky but that is not all absorbing for there is also the promise of corn in the fields so in my poetical career when the rainy season was in the ascendant there were only my vaporous fancies which stormed and showered my utterance was misty my verses were wild and with sharps and flats of my autumn not only was there the play of cloud effects in the sky but out of the ground crops were to be seen rising then in the commerce with the world of reality both language and metre attempted definiteness and variety of form thus ends another book the days of coming together of inside and outside kin and stranger are closing in upon my life my life's journey has now to be completed 
through the dwelling places of men and the good and evil joy and sorrow which it thus encountered are not to be lightly viewed as pictures what makings and breakings victories and defeats clashings and minglings are here going on i have not the power to disclose and display the supreme art with which the guide of my life is joyfully leading me through all its obstacles antagonisms and crookednesses towards the fulfilment of its innermost meaning and if i cannot make clear all the mystery of this design whatever else i may try to show is sure to prove misleading at every step to analyze the image is only to get at its dust not at the joy of the artist so having escorted them to the door of the inner sanctuary i take leave of my readers end of chapter 44 end of my reminiscences by rabindranath tagore read by lambda